Well, good morning again. Happy New Year to you. Glad you are here today. I'm Michael Porter. I'm the lead pastor here, and I am excited about today. I am telling you that I'm excited, but I can tell you that the sermon today is going to be a little bit different in the sense that I'm not going to spend a lot of time in God's Word, which we usually do. Uh, One of the things that people continually say about our church is that we read the Scripture and we teach the Scripture uh, way more than other churches they visit, which I consider a great compliment. I also tell them I'm not smart enough to come up with anything on my own, so I just stick with what God's already written. It's pretty simple that way. But today I want to give you kind of a state of the church address. Uh, We do this every couple of years just to give you a chance to really know where our church is at, where we've been, what's happened, where we're going. And so uh, if you are uh, saddened today that you did not get to hear a real message from God that is centered on his word, uh, let me direct you to our website, fogkc.com, and there's about a thousand sermons on there. You can take your pick of any one of them and listen there, and I hope that will encourage you. I want to do this because I think it's important for all of us to just really uh, stay focused on what it is we're supposed to be doing. Vision is kind of like uh, water in a bucket with a hole. It just kind of leaks out. You don't have to choose to go away from your vision. You don't have to just uh, one day wake up, hey, we're going to ignore our vision and do what we want to do. All you have to do is just not focus on it, and it'll just kind of leak away, and you'll wake up one day and be so far away from your vision that you don't know which end is up. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be like that. And so I'm going to kind of uh, talk fast today. I want you to listen fast. There's going to be a lot of numbers and things. Uh, I'm doing that to share with you really where we're at and where we're going. I feel like we are really on the brink of an exciting time at Fellowship of Grace. This year has been kind of a year of transition, and uh, this next year is going to be a year of execution and seeing what God does. By the way, as I uh, talk about things and goals we've made or haven't made, let me just uh, say right up front, uh, don't misunderstand. Uh, Everybody here at Fellowship of Grace knows uh, that no one here can change a human heart. Only God can do that. Nobody here can transform a human heart. Only God, by his word and his spirit, can do that. And so we give him credit for everything that has happened. Uh, And so if I slip up as I'm talking and say, well, this is what we've done or accomplished this year, uh, you don't have to write a note to the, you don't have to write a note to me. Uh, I know that nothing can be accomplished without God's help. And nothing, certainly, of eternal value is ever accomplished without God. And so let me just get right into it. I think it's important for us to discuss our mission uh, our mission should stay the same until Jesus comes. If I, uh, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, if I either get senile, die, or whatever happens, and I'm no longer the pastor here, this church's mission should go on. This church's mission should be the same 50 years from now, 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now. The mission never changes. And we uh, actually just choose to, in a sense, uh, express our mission Uh, through two passages, a passage in Mark chapter 12 and a passage in Matthew chapter 28. Let me read those to you. They are these. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he, Jesus, answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And then if you look in Matthew chapter 28, it says this, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, if you are a member of Fellowship of Grace, I hope that you know our mission. If you don't, I'm going to share it with you. And, and anybody who's been a member of our church, maybe more than a few weeks, should be able to spout off uh, 
what our church's mission is, and it's very simple. Love God, love others, make disciples. We do nothing else here. We don't do anything else but love God, love others, and make disciples. Everything we do this morning as we've we sang these songs, we're doing that as an expression of loving God. Corporately, we're loving God. This, this team that works together and, and, and uh, ministers together, uh, they love one another like all of our other ministry teams, hopefully. Uh, they are in the business of loving each other and, and then making disciples. As we sing these songs, hopefully they are filled with good doctrine that we hear, that we understand, that forms our thinking. We come in here preaching that forms our thinking, open God's word and share it. That makes disciples. Now, the reason I say we don't do anything else is because everything we do here should flow out of or back into one of these three things. It should either come out of our love for God or go back toward loving God. It should either come out of loving others or it should love others. It should either come out of making disciples or be about making disciples. It's important that churches do not get sidetracked with a thousand other ministries that will make no difference in eternity. There are some large churches in our community that even brag about the fact that they have over 100 ministries, and yet a majority of those don't connect with this mission in any way. That's not something to brag about, okay? And so we don't do anything that doesn't connect to these three things. We want to stay focused like that, all right? And out of that comes our vision. Now, our mission should stay the same. Our mission should be the same. Actually, the mission is the same for every church. It's the same for every church and every time since Jesus walked the planet, all right? But our vision is specific to our church in our time, in our culture. It's who Fellowship of Grace is. How do we accomplish this mission? And here is our vision statement. It's a little harder than six words, but it can be easily memorized. It's glorifying God, glorifying God through conversion, growth, and discipleship that leads Fog to regularly plant healthy, reproducing churches locally and globally. Now, let me break that down for you just a little bit. Folks, everything we do is about glorifying God. It's about bringing attention to him. It's about lifting him up, glorifying him, giving him the honor and the glory that he deserves because he alone deserves it. And the way we do that is through growing by people coming to know Christ as their Savior, conversion growth, and discipling people, helping them along on their spiritual journey. If people come into our church who are already Christians, maybe they're baby Christians, they've never been discipled, they've never had anybody invest in their life, we need to invest in their life and help them to grow to maturity of Christ. If you came to our church as a mature Christian already, we should continue to help you grow and give you opportunities uh, to invest in the lives of others so that you can reproduce what people put into your life into the lives of others. Now, if you all of a sudden are offended and you say, well, wait a minute, I'm here as a guest today. I'm already a Christian. You don't want to grow through me? You don't, I mean, conversion growth, it seems like you just want um, our target group. Doesn't mean we don't love you or we wouldn't love to have you come and be a part of us. Doesn't mean that we wouldn't love you to come and help us to achieve the things that we're doing. But folks, the kingdom, growing the kingdom is not about gathering sheep from other pens or those running loose in the woods into a bigger pen. That's not what the kingdom growth is about. It's about reaching people who are far from God, who haven't yet realized that Jesus died for their sins and wants to save and transform their life. That's what the kingdom is about. And so we want to always remember that we want to grow through conversion growth. If we grow by 100 people a year and none of them are new believers, 
We haven't done a very good job. We just haven't done a very good job. If we grow by 100 people and 20 of those are new believers and 80 of those are Christians who have decided to be a part of the Fog family, awesome, awesome. But there should always be conversion growth and then discipleship that takes place that leads Fog to regularly plant healthy, reproducing churches locally and globally. Now, this church can seat 200 max. I mean, we can squeeze 200 chairs in this room. If we did 10 services a Sunday, which would probably kill almost everybody involved in ministry, we could, uh, we could share the gospel and we could minister to 2,000 people. That's it. That's the max. If we did 20 services, that'd be 4,000. But as you're going to see here in a little bit, there's 250,000 people in Clay and Platte counties that are far from God. This church alone cannot, cannot be the one to reach everybody. And so we've got to always keep our focus on the fact that we are not about building this kingdom. We are about building the kingdom. That's really important, folks. Churches that get so uh, uh, internal that they're all, everything they do is about growing our little kingdom right here. Those churches, when the leadership dies or when the leadership changes or when uh, they get off track a little bit, those churches implode. And you probably are, if you've been a Christian for a long time, you're probably thinking of churches right now that did that. So we have to not only grow here, but to also plant churches locally and globally. <laughs> There's just going to take more churches to reach the, mac- the, the amount of people that are lost. Now we here at Fellowship of Grace, we have three wigs that we kind of think about our growth and kind of decide whether we're doing a good job or staying focused. We call them wigs because they are wildly important goals. No, this is not a wig, although it might be. Uh, We have three wigs, so when we talk about wigs, we're talking about wildly important goals. And here are our three wildly important goals for 2017, and we're going to keep them for 2018. Okay, they are these. Average 300 in weekly attendance, maintain 80% of our members in ministry and groups, and have 50% return rate of first-time and second-time guests. Here's what we mean by that. Of course, 310 is pretty easy to understand. 300 people on a Sunday come here. Uh, Maintain 80% in ministry and groups. We want 80% of our members to be involved in ministry some way, and also to be involved in some kind of group, either a core or a community group. I'll explain what those are here in a minute. And then we want 50% of our guests who come for the first time to come back a second time, and then we want 50% of those people to come back a third time. Now, we'd love to have 100%. But we're not crazy, all right? Uh, not every church is right for everybody. We get that. We understand that. Now, some people right at this point, uh, the hair comes about on the back of their neck and goes, man, you guys are just all about numbers. We're not all about numbers. We are all about eternal souls. But you can count eternal souls. And by the way, if you remember when we went through the book of Acts a couple of years ago, uh, uh, multiple times through the book of Acts, God uses three growth reports. He talks about how the, the church is growing numerically many times. He talks about how the church is growing spiritually many times. And he talks about how the church is growing geographically many times. He uses those three growth reports to show that the kingdom is expanding. So God, is, listen, God cares about numbers because there are eternal future conferences saying, oh, we got 700 people or 800. It's not about that at all. It's about the fact that if our numbers stay the same, what does that say about us? We're not reaching anybody. And that should scare us. That should alarm us. So the focus is not on numbers. The focus is on the people's souls that are attached to those because we can count them. Let's talk a little bit about where our church has been. 
I know this is going to be a little hard for you to see there, but the red line is 2015, the blue line is 2016, and the black line is 2017. And these are our monthly uh, attendance averages. So we take uh, you know, all the weeks of church one, you know, one month and we average them out. That big hump there in April is uh, uh, Easter of last year. We had 335 people in two services here at Fellowship of Grace, 335 last year. This year we're going to break 400. Now if you average those out across four months, here is our growth p- pattern in 2015, 2016, 2017. You see, we are uh, reaching more people. But let me give you the numbers to make it a little easier for you. In 2015, if you take the average all across the entire year, the average attendance was 152 here at Fellowship of Grace. In 2016, it was 192, which was a 26% increase. And in 2017, it was 226, which is an 18% increase. Now, a couple of things. One, you may look at that and go, wow, it was 26% last year and it was only 18% this, or two years ago and 18% this last year, we're slowing down. Uh, I'll bet you any of your companies that could experience 18% growth every year, I bet they'd be really excited about that, okay? So I'm excited about 18% growth, but I'm not excited about it because there's still 250,000 lost people in Clam counties. That's kind of going to be a recurring theme here, folks. All right, but our average attendance is increasing. That's exciting. That's exciting, but we have a ways to go to 300, and we're going to do that uh, this year. Um, Okay, let's talk about some new members. Uh, In 2015, we had 34 new members. In 2016, 41 new members, and in 2017, 32 members. These are adult members. We're not counting your children. Okay, we count adult members. And uh, uh, by the way, we don't double count here. I know some churches that have two services double count. You know, like they count the worship team twice. They count people that serve in the children's ministry the first hour and then sit in here and worship the second hour. They count them twice. We don't do any uh, double counting. All right, so we, don't, we count people one time. So these are individual people. Um, where we're growing also, and we're increasing, not quick enough, but we're increasing. Salvations and baptisms. We had, in 2015, we had seven salvations, six baptisms. 2016, five and seven. And last year, our goals were 10 and 10, based on our previous two years. And we met those. Uh, 10 people saved and 11 people baptized. While that is good, of course, the problem is there are still 250,000 lost people in Clay and Platt counties. Let's talk about uh, the people involved in groups. So you see we're still a ways off from our 300, so we're going to keep that goal, and we're going to get a lot closer to meeting it this year. Let's talk about people in groups. Percentage of members in ministry teams is 72%, and discipleship groups, it's 71%. Now, our goal is 80%, uh, so we didn't meet those. But listen, this is still very exciting. If you've been in churches very much, you'll have heard the old adage that uh, 80%, or 20% of the people do 80% of the work. There are many churches where just a few people do have to do everything because the vast majority of people basically come to church and sit and bask in the sun, and that's it. We don't do that here at Fellowship of Grace. In fact, when you become a member here uh, in the member covenant, one of the things that it talks about is our expectation is that you become a fully functioning member that you love one another, that you give, serve, participate, attend, all of those things. And so because we have that expectation and we share that with people, that that's biblical, many of our people are involved in ministry. So we're, a lot of churches will average 20 or 30% of their people involved in ministry. We have 72% involved in ministry. 
And then in discipleship groups, that counts uh, both our uh, community groups and core groups. Our community groups are groups that meet every other week uh, in somebody's home, groups of uh, 10 to 20 people uh, that encourage one another, do life together, eat snacks that are usually great, and um, have a good time growing together in the Lord. Uh, Our core groups are groups of three to six um, same-gender groups that deal with deeper discipleship. Deeper discipleship. And that's why they're same gender. Some people occasionally ask, why, are they, uh, why do we do the core groups in the same gender groups? Because we talk about things um, that are just best left to be talked about uh, in a same gender group. We get involved in each other's lives here and help each other. Not in order to, to you know, the name on the church is not fellowship of judgment. It's not fellowship of criticism. It's fellowship of grace. It's to get to know each other, to be grace to one another, to to help each other, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to one another. And so those groups are there to encourage you to grow in your relationship with Christ. When it comes to our guest return rate, this year we had 74 first-time guests. Now that's kind of skewed a little bit, I'll be honest with you. Uh, We try to count all of our guests, but we uh, can't get to them all. And and frankly, when maybe they decide in the first three minutes they're here, oh man, I'll never come back to this church. They're letting the pastor play the drums. That's crazy. I'll never come back. If they didn't make that decision, and they're not going to fill out a connection card. They're not going to give us their information. We're going to have no way to connect with them or to even know that they've been here. So that number is probably not completely accurate. All right, But these are first-time guests that, that somehow either give us their information or we know who they are because their friends brought them uh, or they, they put their kids in children's ministry where they have to fill out information even if they don't want to give it to us. Um, uh, all that kind of stuff. First-time guests, we have 74 this year. 34 of them came back a second time. That's not quite 50%, but that's 46%. And then out of the ones that came back a second time, 28 of those came back a third time, which is 82%. Now, folks, the industry average is 10%. When your church has 100 guests, the average is 10 of them will come back a second time, and then one of them will come back a third time. God is blessing us. God is bringing people to our church in all kinds of different ways, and he's bringing them back a second and third time. So that's pretty good. We need to work just a little bit on the second time, but here's the other exciting thing is if they come a third time, the majority of them will then get connected to our church. If they've come three times and they haven't decided not to come back, they'll probably keep coming and get connected. So I wanted to let you know those numbers. Uh, They're important. We're focused on those things because people's eternal souls are connected to them. We're doing really well, but but we just need to keep going, keep going that direction. Uh, This year... Uh, back in June, we started a um, 3G campaign. Now you've probably seen the banners outside, and the 3Gs stand for Go More, Grow More, and Give More. Uh, now, we realized as we, um, some weeks are hard-pressed for children's space, and uh, some you know, weeks this gets pretty full. And I know, you know some people say, well, there's always these front, first two rows that are you know, way open. we got lots of seats. Uh, yeah, but nobody sits in them, obviously, right? And so here's the thing, when 85% of those seats out there are filled, guests will come in and, get, and go, wow, there's not a place for me. There's, not a place, there's no place for me. So we can't just wait till we have uh, seats full. So we know that we have to build because we're growing, 
And so you probably have seen the uh, pictures out in the foyer. And if you haven't, uh, take a look at those before you leave today. Uh, we're building a new uh, lobby cafe area on this end of the building. Kind of uh, take the side of the building that's kind of ugly and kind of turn it to the front of our building and put a new lobby area on that. That'll be phase one. Phase two is a 400-seat sanctuary that'll be towards uh, Quick Trip. And um, then, then we'll repurpose this space for children and youth space, uh, depending on our, our numbers at the time. Uh, but that's the plan, and we started this campaign. Now, one of the concerns that we had was many churches, when they start a campaign like this to raise money for a building, the church gets out of focus. The church gets all about building buildings. Folks, we are not about building buildings. That's just a tool to get the job done. If I need to, to, build a, uh, to dig a hole in my yard, uh, my focus is not on uh, the kind of a shovel that I buy. And, 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 oh, the shovel, this tool has to be the coolest and awesome because I want to walk around my neighborhood and show everybody my new cool shovel. That's not the point. The point is I have to buy a shovel to, to dig the hole. The, the hole is the point. Hey, listen, people's souls are the point for us. We need to stay focused on that. A building is just a tool like a shovel. It's just something we got to have. Listen, if 700 people came to church this morning, what were we going to do with them? Well, I mean, we, we'll figure it out. I mean, we'll open the doors. We'll, I don't know, I don't know what we'll do. I'll, we'll just keep doing services until they run out. I don't know. But you understand the point. We've got to build, but we don't want to be focused on this building. So what we decided to do was to, to create this campaign where we focus on all the things that our church is doing, going more through evangelism and our evangelistic efforts, uh, uh, growing more through our discipleship efforts and our discipleship groups, and then giving more, uh, both helping us grow in generosity as well as raising money for the building. It's all together. <clears throat> and so in uh, uh, July... Uh, 80 people committed to joining a community group. We have 90 in groups right now. That's awesome. 68 committed to be going on mission trips in the next three years, uh, at least one mission trip in the next three years. Uh, 17 have already done that in the last six months. 77 committed to core groups, and we have 80 involved in core groups. Let me tell you what this says about our church. This is really important about our church's character. People here do what they say. When they commit, they follow through. That's exciting. Here's another example of that. We offered you three ways to give financially. If you weren't currently giving, maybe you've moved into the church in the last six months, or, or maybe you just haven't grown to the place where you're giving yet, and you start giving, that's a way to do it. If you're already currently giving at some rate, but you want to increase your general budget giving uh, to the, the body, uh, you can do already giving uh, sacrificially. That's another way to give. And so here are the numbers on that. $75,000 was committed to new givers. That's exciting. That's, of course, over the course of three years. $48,000 was in increased giving. So those are people that are already giving at some level, and they wanted to commit to giving at a greater level just to the church. That increased by $48,000 over the next three years. And then $170,000 uh, was committed uh, to just helping raise money for the building. All right? Those commitments are wonderful, Here's what's even more wonderful. That's coming in at a 92% rate. That means the money that's been committed is come, 92% of it is coming in at the rate it was committed. Folks, that's phenomenal. 
That's, I don't know how many of you have been involved in, in campaigns before, but if you can reach 80%, that's a huge, successful deal. Now, I'm not telling you that so that you can go, ah, the church doesn't need it anymore, I'll, I'll just keep it. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you that because it's, it's just a reflection of who you are. It's very exciting because when our church says we're going to do something, we generally do it. So that's very, very exciting for us. Let me talk about now some numbers. You know, listen, money uh, is not a measure of how good a church is, but it is a measurement of the health of the body. It is a measurement of the health of the body. The fact is, God has given us his first and best. When he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us, he gave us his first and only son, and he gave us his best thing that he could give. That's how he gives to us. If we can reflect who he is back to him, if we can see what he's done and do the same for him, and we give our first and best back to him, it's not about the dollar figure. It's about us reflecting God's character. It's about us being generous people and trusting him for our future. And so in 2017, our budget was $290,000. And at this point last year, people were saying, that's a pretty big stretch for us. Yeah, it's not a big stretch for God. Uh, giving in 2017 was $333,000. That's 15% over our budget. Wow. You, you gave faithfully 15% more than what we believed God could do in the first of the year. That's very exciting, folks. I'm telling you, I'd much rather be here and talk about that than saying, well, we, we came close, we got 260. We're 15% over. That's amazing. And so we've approved a budget of $364,000 here in 2018. And I think next year I'll be standing right here, right on this spot, saying, we did $364,000 last year that we thought was a stretch. Look what God did. I think that'll happen. Let me give you some highlights from 2017. We ordained a new elder. John Wyman came on board with us and has been pastoring with us. I, I sometimes, when I was putting this together, I'm like, he that was this year? I feel like he's been with us a long time. He's obviously, he and his wife, Dee, have been here uh, for several years, uh, but we ordained him this year as an elder, and he has uh, been a fantastic pastor for us, helping Derek and I uh, pastor Fellowship of Grace. Uh, we've got a new full-time staff person, Christopher Argent. Uh, we saw the need uh, and the focus to get, to get more focus on our children and our, our uh, student ministry, and so we've hired Christopher, who comes to us with a lot of experience, uh, uh, and he's doing a fantastic job. He is our um, student and children's uh, director of ministries, and he's already led uh, some youth to Christ. He's already uh, got some youth ready and committed to being baptized. He's doing a fantastic job, and I'm so excited about how God's going to use him in, and his wife, Megan, in this next year. Um, we actually, this is actually a typo on my part, time gets away from me, we actually finished our fourth year of Upward, and Upward Sports is not a sports ministry, it is a, ooh, you're listening, that's good, it's an evangelism strategy, yes, it's not a sports ministry, I know all of you who are like sports mind, I hate it when I say these kinds of things, I'm not really concerned that kids in our community dribble better. That's not at the forefront of my mind. 
Okay, uh, but I am excited if they come and learn how to dribble and shoot and they hear the gospel and they give their lives to Jesus and they bring their parents and their parents get saved. I'm interested in that. And so we've done this upward ministry now for four years. Uh, we've seen some fruit from it. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that this year. I was going to see in a minute. We did five mission trips this year, uh, three local, one regional, and one international. Now, listen, I know not everybody's going to go to the Philippines this year. We aren't going to take a group of 200 people to the Philippines. I get that. Not everybody should do that. And frankly, I don't want to take a group of 200 people to the Philippines. Uh, but a few of you will go. But we do ministry in regional areas, in, in Iowa, in Illinois. We do local ministry things with Parkville Women's Clinic and Hillcrest Transitional Housing and, and Harvester's Food Bank. I mean, we do things like that. And so every single person, I really believe, every single person in Fellowship of Grace should go on a mission trip sometime every three years. doesn't always have to be international, but, but one, you can't go to one day out of every three years to harvesters and put some food packs together for, you know, backpacks for kids. I think you can. So everybody should be on a mission trip. Uh, we did five this last year. Also, we met our salvation and baptism goals, uh, which tells me they need to be higher. Um, uh, the 3G campaign was successfully launched and the building plans were formally uh, finalized. All of that happened in 2017. It was a good year, but it was a year of transition. We changed some leaders around to get a better fit, I think. We got a new staff person. We've got a new pastor. Uh, we are, in a sense, what I feel like we've done in 2017 is build more curbs and, and more fire hydrants and more street lights. And, and now we're ready to put some houses on them. And so in 2018, let me share with you just some basic plans very quickly, and then we'll be done today. Uh, in 2018, we want to grow in our generosity. Uh, no, I skipped one. Meet salvation baptism goals. To this year, they're 12 and 15. We want to meet the wigs of 380.50. By the way, that's an easy way for me to remember them. 380.50. 300 people in attendance every week. 80 people involved in ministry uh, and also in groups and 50% of our guests returning. We want to grow and fulfill the 3G campaign and execute successful upward season. We want to grow in our generosity. We want to start and complete the new building. By the way, we will plan to break ground on that uh, early spring, and if, if spring ever comes this year. And uh, hopefully we will have that completed by the end of the year. That can be completed in about nine months. And we have planned right now seven mission trips, four local, two regional, and one international. Everybody can get involved in one of those. And then grow and execute every ministry well. We want to help our ministry leaders to grow and execute their ministry so that in their particular ministry area, we can have a greater impact and influence in our community. That's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. You might be saying at this point, holy moly, that's a, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of effort. That's a lot of you know, blood, sweat, and tears there to go into all of that. Why in the world... Why in the world would we do all of that? Well, I've mentioned it about 12 times already, but I want to mention it a little more. This is a map that came from the Missouri Baptist Convention website. And I know it's not in very good focus because I've had to blow it up. Uh, but here's the, the, the state map in the middle. And this shows the percent of non-evangelicals or those, they're not people who say that they're Christians, but probably those who aren't Christians uh, in our counties. There are six counties in Missouri that have over 85% lostness. And Platte County is actually number one, percentage-wise. 
That means that Platte County per capita is the most lost county in the state of Missouri. If you have ever in your life felt God calling you to be a missionary, walk out your front door. You are on the mission field. You are on the mission field, folks. In fact, Platte County is lost at about 88.2%. Well, exactly 88.2%. <laughs> and so you see here that Platte County is there with 88% lostness. Clay County is in the next bracket, which is right at the 75%. Uh, 75% of the people in Clay County don't answer the questions correctly to believe that they are evangelical Christians. I want to show you one more map. This is the estimated loss by population. Obviously, there are more people lost in Clay County because it's just a larger county. There's more people there. And so in Platte County, uh, this is back in 2010, in Platte County, they estimated 79,000 people lost. And in Clay County, 166,000 were lost for a total of about 250,000 lost people in Clay and Platte counties. Now, this vote, guys, this should bother us. This should bother us. We have got to do something. We have got to do something about this. We can't just go to our jobs, go to our kids' sports stuff, come to church on Sunday, and pretend like everything's okay because all of our neighbors, not all of our neighbors, most of our neighbors and our coworkers are going to die and be separated from God forever if we don't do something, if we don't allow God to use us. And so we've got to do that, folks. By the way, over the next 10 years, Clay and Platte counties are estimated to grow at 80,000 more people. So here's what's happening. Are we winning some people to Jesus? Yes. Are we discipling some people? Yes. We're growing it like this, but the county is growing like this. We are losing the war. We are losing the war. There are more lost people in Clay and Platte counties today than there were on January 7th last year. And you know what? God wants to do something about that. And he's chosen to use people like you and me to do something about it. To be his messengers. To be his hands and feet to our community and to the world. And so you might be asking, wow, that is, that's really bad, Michael. That's, we've got, we, we do have to do something. What can I do? How, how can I, what can I do? Well, how can I be a part of that? Here's what I would leave you with today. Here's how you can fulfill what God wants to do in you. Fully engage in the life of Fellowship of Grace, or by the way, any other good Bible-believing church, and help execute plans to reach and see God transform our community one person at a time. Listen, I don't know how to throw an event and, and invite 250,000 people and lead them all to Jesus. I, I don't know how to do that. If you do, by the way, you got my number, okay? I, I, don't know, I don't know how that's possible. But here's what I can do. I can sit across a table from somebody and tell them how Jesus has changed my life drastically and share the gospel with them and invite them to know him. I can do that. In fact, I do that a lot. I still have 250,000 times to do it. But we need to do it together. We need to do it together. So folks, God use you. And this is a church that we will let God use you.
We want God to use you. Listen, we don't believe here that the, the pastors are the professional ministers and everybody else comes and is ministered to. No, 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 no. We're just the prompters. We're the educators. We're the equippers. You're the ministers. When people say, well, I, I love being in, in kind of these situations where people use different terms because they'll say, well, Michael, how many ministers do you have at Fellowship of Grace? Well, around 200. Like, what? How do you have 200 ministers there? Like, like well, everybody in our church is a minister. Oh, well, yeah, I'm talking about paid staff people. Oh, well, then three. <laughs> you know, but the point I'm trying to make, though, folks, is this, you can't leave this up to us. You can't. Two reasons. One, it, it won't get done with three. And two, it's not God's plan. God wants to use you to reach your neighbors. A young lady came to me this morning. She said, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I connected with somebody who was putting some things on Facebook kind of really discouraged, maybe even, you know, desperate. I knew her in high school, and I just connected with her and said, hey, if there's anything ever I can do to help you or pray for you, let me know. She's having lunch with her this week. See how simple that is? Listen, I know not everything's, everything's going to work out quite that well, folks, but God wants to use you to help reach these 250,000 people. We need to work together. None of us can do it alone. Not even any church can do it alone. That's why we have to build the kingdom. So I hope you're excited about what you've seen today. 2017 was a great year for Fellowship of Grace. It was our 11th year, and God is still doing great things here, even, even positioning us to do greater things. 2018 is going to be awesome. I invite you to come along with us. Connect here. And, and just see how God will use you. If you'll just open the door and say, God, I will just, as we sang this morning, I will just be an offering to you. I will just be and do whatever you want me to be and do. I'm going to see you do great things for me. I think you will, folks. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and your spirit that guide us. Father, burden our hearts. When we go to bed tonight, I pray that you will bring some of the faces of the 250,000 people that we know in Clay and Platt counties that don't know you. Father, I pray that you would touch our hearts and just motivate us to be who you want us to be, to do the things you've told us in your word to do. God, give us opportunities. Help us to see them. Help us to walk through those doors. Lord, use this church to your honor and glory. We want to make your name famous. This is not about us making Fellowship of Grace famous or any person here famous. It's about making you famous. I pray that when people hear and talk about Fellowship of Grace, uh, that they don't talk about our awesome music or the awesome preaching or the awesome children's ministries. I pray that they will talk about, oh yeah, those people by Quick Trip, they have an awesome God. Father, I pray that that's the kind of legacy that we leave. I pray that's the kind of reputation that we build for you. God, use us. We give ourselves to you, and we look forward to you doing great things in and through us to your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.